Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode, what is this, episode nine of this year's Rice Dynasty podcast. Week nine. Yep. Week number nine. Um, this one's a little late. There's obviously, there's some big happening this entire week that um, it made me, Michael, honestly not get too much sleep um, because I, for some reason, I got addicted to election coverage and was constantly thinking about it. But now we're here. We're finally right. here. I can think about football again. Oh, you were talking about the big thing that happened this week. I thought you were talking about collusion coverage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was mainly it. Uh, collusion coverage. <laughs> of course, we all we all know about CNN. Has been talking about it all week. Um, the old Michael uh, trade to Grant to help him beat Chris. I mean, my God. This was it insane. Was, it was as if someone just brought in a new player in the middle of the night. Nobody saw it. And then it just changed the whole outcome. Oh, just yeah. like something else this week. <laughs> exactly. Um, I just had yeah, to make exactly. that comparison. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now I think I'm done talking about it. <laughs> Boston Scott is the equivalent of mail-in ballots in our league. Is <laughs> Austin Scott, the mail-in player. <laughs> the mail-in player of Rice Dynasty. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, I thought that. Anyway. No, collusion coverage was uh, not intended to occur that way. Um, yeah, I still feel a little bad by how it went down. And uh, I guess I'll just say to the rest of the league, I've said it to Chris, I've said it to John, I'm sorry that it happened and the way that I was, uh, that I acted about it. Cause I was not very nice or humble about it. Uh, and I will try to be a little bit better about that going forward. Cause I did not realize, uh, the effect that it would have and, uh, hindsight looking back, not good. It was not nice. Very not nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't blame you at some point. I, I, I think you did make a pretty damn good move. So, um, and I, I would also be happy in your position because you, you obviously you got to win this week, a big one. Um, and you put Chris, who is probably in contention for that bye week with you and me most. I think Nick's there too, but I, I'm a little more scared of Chris, obviously. Put him two games behind you, three games behind me. So... That's pretty big, obviously. Um, as far as uh, you guys all saw in chat, my explanation as to why I don't think it's collusion. I, I, I can see an argument for it. That's why I kept going back and forth. I saw Chris's arguments. I thought they were, I thought the, I thought they were legit. But in the end, I, in the end, it's, I I would rather trend towards what Michael did being legal and fair because I I do think it's a legitimate strategy that I. I would not like to regulate or make it so people can't um, openly like do something like that. Um, I think it, I think it's a smart, fair strategy. So that yeah. being said, the behavior around it, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that was would the, definitely needed to be changed. The only reason I was the main reason I was considering it was it was very clear to all of us that Michael was doing it to make Chris lose, um, which I think is hilarious. But but um. <laughs> 
yeah, I thought I, it was hilarious too in the moment. But yeah, I could also understand Chris's position where like, if I were Chris, I would be so pissed if Michael <laughs> was in chat all weekend and he traded me and he traded someone to make me lose. Yeah, I, I would totally be pissed too. I'd be very upset. I um, think his feelings were very valid. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, if this is, like I said, if, if this is a, continuing problem that we keep having i'm still open to changing my mind about these types of trades and whether or not they're collusion but for now i think they're good Um, yeah we talked just before the show i was looking down the line i was like wow tom really needs a running back this week and here's gus edwards on my bench but i was like no you can't do it don't do it (laughs) just be bad yeah can't do it can't do it nope uh should we get into week nine power rankings? Yes, let's do it. John, who do you have at number 10? Hmm. So I think I we're have, starting off different right away. I have Alex George. Cousins are Ooh. fair game. <laughs> Cousins. Great <laughs> team name. If we made uh, a power rankings on team name, Alex <laughs> would be number one. For sure. Can we just uh, do that instead? Yeah, definitely. Alex had right. obviously he scored thirty nine points. He he did poorly. Um, is that the worst in league history? No, I don't think it was. But I think the no. worst is like from Tom while he was tanking. So this might be the worst like legit starting lineup. Mm, that makes um, sense. And overall, it just sucked for him because he just he made some wrong starts too. Like on his bench, you you scroll down, you see Marvin Jones with seventeen points. See, Jacoby Myers had a nice little game. Uh, sucked that Garoppolo got injured. Like, a bunch of things just went wrong here for for Alex. I mean, th- th- and the people in the starting lineup, they, their names and you, that you look at and you're like, well, they probably should have done a little more this week, right? <laughs> um, but they did nothing. So that, you, That's the first time you can say that in a while. Usually yeah. you look at Alex and how he turns out and you're like, that's about right. Uh, but this week, I actually thought some of these guys would do a little bit more. You know, Rashad Higgins, it looked like his role was going to be so much bigger. And John Brown usually does better than this. Even Henry Ruggs, you're like, I expect a little more out of you. Definitely Jimmy Garoppolo, who got one point. Um, that wasn't good. So, yeah, that was sad. Despite all that, I have Charlie Sears at number 10 this week. Wow. Holy shit. And this is based on their position coming in. And hear me out. I don't think Charlie's going to win this week. I think Alex will beat him. And right this week, Charlie is the better team. Or, wait, no. Dang it. (laughs) Who's the better team? Alex will be the better team this week. I'm sorry. Okay. I really screwed that up. And I look at the matchups. Chris Godwin against New Orleans. DK Metcalf against Buffalo, Jamison Crowder against New England. These are his three best players. They're not going to do much. Drew Brees against Tampa Bay. I think Alex will be better this week, so I have Charlie at number 10. Holy. Um, okay. I mean, I could definitely see myself putting Alex at number 9 eventually. Charlie's team's falling apart, which I'll talk about him here for number 9. Yeah, his team's falling apart. Uh, here it, and like it does every week it's just everyone just keeps getting injured um obviously Kenyon Drake um going into this week is injured now 
won't play. Uh, very sad for him. Uh, it's not like Kenyon's been doing that much anyways. So, uh, T.Y. Hilton's banged up. Like I, Charlie's team's just... I can't believe he hasn't made a, many moves at all this year so far. Like, he should be selling. He should be selling big time on someone. I, I don't know who you, who you can sell at this point, but I feel like he should just be selling at this point. I think Godwin might be getting close to sellable. We'll see what we'll see what Brown does this week, um, but that's a crowded, a crowded um, receiving core there in Tampa Bay now. And Tom Brady like doesn't even like Godwin or Evans. I'll be honest. Godwin does well when he plays, but he does <laughs> not. With Jameis Winston like those two players a lot more than Tom Brady does. Uh, yeah. Um... I know I'm kind of thinking about what you're saying about Chris Godwin too, but at the same time, if you sell him now, you're selling very low. And I still think this is a foundational piece for Charlie's team. If I'm Charlie, I'm going to get a top five pick this year at worst. You know, I'm probably going to get the second pick in the draft. So I take a running back. I take a guy like Chuba Hubbard or Travis Etienne, who are going to be the two top backs this year and I boost my running back core with Saquon Barkley coming back, then, you know, I'm kind of back into where I was last year. If I'm Charlie, I actually don't sell Godwin or Barkley or Metcalf. I use those three as my core. I would sell Jamison Crowder, if anybody, if I was Charlie. Jamison Crowder and Kenyon Drake. Those are the only two I would sell. Nice. Yeah, I think. And Crowder's looking kind of sellable, actually, so... Um, at least when he's not injured, because he seemingly doesn't play half. He has he didn't play half the season so far with injuries at separate points. He like missed two weeks, uh, the past two weeks, and then he missed two weeks earlier in the season. So, right. Um, so that definitely doesn't help. But I think Drake's more sellable for sure. We'll see. We will see. Um, yeah. So anyway, I have Alex at nine, and the reason is I think. This Vikings-Lions matchup is going to be high-scoring, shootout. He has a lot of players in this game, and I think that's going to help him out with Marvin Jones in without Kenny Galladay. I think Alex is going to pull it out this week. I really do. So give me Alex. Give me the upset. Put him in at number nine. First time this year, I think. Huge. Um. God, my so my six through eight, I was doing it before the podcast, and I was like, I'm having a lot of trouble here with six through eight. And I think for this week, it's going to be Tom. Once again, I think he's dropped down. I think I had him. When's the last time I had, I had him at seven back in week six? Now he's, now he's worse. Now he's at his worst spot for me this entire year. And that's just because I like his star players are just not gonna pan out for him this year it seems like we'll see what michael thomas does in his return this this week but this man is just he has screwed so much of tom's fantasy season already by being an idiot like of course he was injured and but then he was just being an idiot um so you gotta be very upset at michael thomas as a previous antonio brown owner i can i can relate to this tom like antonio brown just was so stupid until he got kicked out of the league. He stupided himself out of the league. I hope <laughs> Michael Thomas doesn't do that <laughs> because he's really good, but um, that sucks. Zeke, just going to be a tough year for Zeke. This sucks. This sucks as well. 
when you have no threat at quarterback, the defense is just like, well, that guy is that guy Zeke. He's the only good player on this offense, basically. So let's just stop him. And then he's just screwed. And he's been fumbling this year. Yeah, Tom. And he's not playing this week. Yeah, and he's not playing this week. So Tom, I, I have you at eight just because I, I feel so down on your team right now. Right now is like one of the lowest points for me as far as thoughts on your team. You're on a little bit of a losing streak here too, so that doesn't help. Yeah, this is make or break time for Tom. I think if he falls to three and six, he's kind of out of it. With uh, you know, looking at the rest of his schedule, he's got me next week. He has. Well, let me take a look. He's got Mew next week, then he gets Alex, but then he also has to play Nick and you to end the season. So this is kind of it for Tom. I I have him at eight. Uh, This team has really underperformed, and it's not Tom's fault. Like, just it's Michael Thomas and Zeke being in the situations they're in. They're getting hurt. Um, Mark Ingram has kind of died. Like, last year he was so good for Tom uh, just in terms of touchdown production. Did Tom play him? No. But, yeah, he, he's not even that safe floor that he used to be. And I, I've said this before on the, sh- on the podcast, but I finally am starting to believe that maybe, just maybe, it will be J.K. Dobbins' time eventually. <laughs> Hopefully. With his seven yards per carry on the season. Hopefully, one can hope. Seven yards per carry against the Steelers' defense. But uh, you never know. You never know. I bet Ingram will still come in for a whopping 1.6 yards per carry on 12 attempts next week. <sighs> yep. But uh, anyway, Sounds so yep, Tom's eight. Uh, I'm hoping Swift can kind of break out for him. That's kind of what he needs this week. Um, yeah, he, he needs Ridley to get back to wide receiver one form. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. So, yep. yep. Tom's um. at eight. For me, seven is Grant, and I really debated putting Grant six, but I think it was mainly just because we're recording this on Saturday and Grant had, like, such an amazing start to this week. But, once again, those are his two best players who got him that amazing start. Um, And he barely squeaked out a win against Chris, had to make a pretty big trade in order to do so. Um, I don't know how often he'll be using Boston Scott going forward, but I guess when Miles Sanders is injured, which he has been pretty often this year, so it's possible. Jamal Williams will definitely be nice to have um, when Aaron Jones is hurt, though, because uh, Jamal Williams is a Rice Bowl MVP, so we all know how good Put that some respect on his name. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, besides – yeah, I think Grant has a legitimate playoff, possibly playoff team here for sure. Um, it, Chris, he barely pulled out a win against Chris last week, but I still think his talent is there. I think he could definitely have some pop off weeks. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to see Grant going forward, see if he makes the playoffs. Cause I think he could definitely squeeze in. I agree with you. Um, but I don't have Grant here. I actually have Quinn here. Um, and yes, you're right. Maybe I am a little biased by Grant's start, <laughs> um, to the week, but I'm going to look at Quinn's situation. I have the benefit of knowing that Chris Carson is out. So I think that knocks Quinn down below Grant. Um, He has the option to start Tony Pollard now because Zeke is out, which is helpful for him. But unfortunately, this team, I mean, the good things for this team, Corey Davis has turned into a really nice player finally after bouncing between teams for like the last four years. Um, 
in terms of this league. He's bounced between a lot of managers, including myself. Uh, he's got Justin Jackson, who has done excellent for him. So I like that out of Quinn's team. I think Damian Harris is a fair play. It's not great, but it's a safe floor. He had 17. He had 17 last week? Damn, I lost that trade. <laughs> Six, 16 carries, 102 yards, and a touchdown. And he faces the Jets this week. Oh. He's going to get revenge on me, isn't he? Uh, I have Quinn at six and I yeah I'm honestly obviously Quinn had some huge injuries that Mostert just just fell for him Eckler's still on IR of course so yeah Quinn is still I still think Quinn's performing well he's four and four despite those injuries to some of his best players Uh, he's still looking good and I still think he could possibly win this week even with Chris Carson out that's how impressed I am with like some of these pickups he's gotten uh, Justin Jackson was a great free agent pickup that he got, I think, especially now that Josh Kelly fumbled a bunch and the Chargers don't like him that much anyway. So that I think Jackson's a great replacement to Eckler, who's on the IR right now. So, and now you got Pollard. Yeah, I I, I think Quinn is. Um, I, I'm a little more hi- hype on him because because of how I thought his season was just going to be done for once all these injuries happened, and then I I feel like Quinn has kind of picked it up a little bit here. Um, despite those injuries. So I, I have him at six. Once again, six to eight, I think it's pretty interchangeable. Super interchangeable. Um, and the good thing for Quinn, looks like he is going to get Raheem Mostert and eventually Austin Eckler back. Yeah. So that can kind of replace the Justin Jackson side of things. But, man, if Chris Carson was in, this would have been like a, the revenge game against me. Oh, yeah. Carson, Harris, Corey Davis, Justin Jackson, all guys that have been on my roster at one point. And wow. that terrifies me. Yeah, so. I, w- I would. With Chris Carson out, it's hard for to pick Quinn against you now. But, um, yeah, I, I would have. I think there would have been a good chance he could have beat you there. You, of Dang course, it. had a really good start, though, so that makes it hard. That's true. That's true. Man, I, I'm, now I'm sad for losing that Damian Harris trade. Really sad about Wait, that. Wait, who'd you, who'd you get again? Boston Scott, straight up. Uh, well, now you got a second rounder from that, I guess. Which I traded for Gronk. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got Gronk. <laughs> you I got Gronk, Gronk for David Harris. And Gronk, That's I, actually pretty fair. We laugh at Gronk, but Gronk could save your could single handedly be the reason why you still compete this season. Like not having a tight end would have sucked. So. It would have sucked. And it's one thing to quote unquote not have a tight end when you're getting like five a game from like you know a middle of the pack guy like a Robert Tanya and you're like even Fant you know sometimes, but. To start Mike Gasicki and get like one point or maybe like zero. It's losing. Getting goose egg. Goose eggs are bad. Goose yeah. eggs are really bad. Oh, yeah. That's uh, season ending, especially against is. some of these other top teams who obviously me, Chris, have put up insane numbers at some points. So. Oh, yeah, at tight end as well. Um, yeah. Speaking of a team with a good tight end, I have Grant at six. Um, I think Antonio Brown is actually going to be very good. Oh, yeah. I forgot back. to mention Brown. What the hell? Yeah, it's okay. Uh, so I want to talk about Antonio Brown because I think Antonio Brown has a chance to be the wide receiver one in Tampa Bay. Uh, Brady doesn't like Mike Evans, I don't think, at least not as a primary option. He targets Scotty Miller more than Mike Evans. Yep. He targets Chris Godwin more than Mike Evans, and I think he'll target Antonio Brown more than Mike Evans. So I. And he's yeah. living. He's legit living with Antonio Brown. 
Is he really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, oh my God. they are living together. He is letting Antonio Brown live in his house while Antonio Brown finds a place to live. <laughs> he loves Antonio Brown. He loves him so much. He loves this man. Yeah. Grant, if you listen to this, which I, I'm guessing there's less than a 1% chance that you're listening to this. But if you are, <laughs> please put in Antonio Brown. I, I, I think Even I want you to put him in. I think that'd be Because it would have been a great angle, great revenge game for Antonio Brown. Yeah, I once, owned, I once owned him, Grant. I know you didn't know that, Grant, but I did once own Antonio Brown. And that's the reason you have him. Just put him in over Singletary. Honestly. My God. Yeah, My God. One of these Bills running back. I know it's hard to choose between the Bills running backs. They, they kind of switch off and whatnot. But, yeah, I think it's Zach Moss time again. I I'm, think it's Zach Moss time, too. I'm giving you advice, and I shouldn't be. Because you're you, you had a fantastic start to the week. I'm kind of scared now. So, fair, very nice of you, John. But yeah. yes, I have Granite six. Um, what's next? Five. I have Anthony five. at five again. I think I had Oof. Anthony at five last week. Yep. Um, and yeah, what did Anthony do last week? Let me pull this up again. Oh yeah, he lost to you in a close one. That was a close that sucked. One. That stunk for Anthony. Um. Yeah, he was, was close. He third highest score in the week. Yeah, and Galladay was out. Um, yeah, got that, that's the thing. Got a zero. That, yeah. that was the difference in the game. Pretty much. Um, I don't know who who he would have started instead, but maybe Juju. But Juju would have made it like a tie, basically. Um, maybe probably McKinnon, maybe. I don't know. But um, Galladay, yeah, yeah. Anthony's team is once again looking pretty good i know he's three and five but this is an unlucky loss and man chubb is chubb is just uh just around the corner one week away from chubb coming back so once that happens i i think if he has chubb he beats michael so once that happens anthony's gonna start to get some big wins again i have him i I, he's obviously not in playoffs right now he wouldn't make playoffs the season ended today but I, i think as far as talent goes this team should definitely be in the playoffs I agree. I think Anthony showed you some things last week. His team kind of put out um, despite not having guys like Nick Chubb and Kenny Galladay getting a zero. Like, he still almost beat me. So that's the reason I don't have him here. I actually have Nick at five. Um, So going down the line, I I don't love Nick's team, like, overall as a whole. Will Fuller, awesome. Tyler Lockett, coin flip. Either a boom or bust every week. I mean – like he even said, like it's almost like Russell Wilson flips a coin and says, who am I going to give 20 targets to? Is it going to be DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett this week? Um, and then he uh, he got Jarek McKinnon, which is a sneaky pickup because Anthony dropped Jarek McKinnon, which was hilarious. <laughs> um, right before, he dropped him mid-game. Right before he started doing things, and then ended up scoring a touchdown and putting up like twelve points. Yeah, so that was hilarious. Um, but no, Lamar has not been what Nick thought he would be. I think Todd Gurley is horribly inefficient, and it kind of makes him a scary play. Like he just scores touchdowns. Like that's the reason he's even fantasy relevant. His yardage has not been that good. Um, but his schedule is about to get a lot harder, so that's going to get interesting. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, overall, I think Anthony's team is just better than Nick's right now. So I have Nick at five. Yeah, it makes sense. I think they're they're both super close. Super close. I I, I still hand it four to Nick. Um, great Curtis Samuel start last week, Nick. Uh, I when I I think 
that was the Thursday night game and I was doing something. I can't remember what I was doing, but, um, got out of it and I saw Curtis Samuel had 19 points and I was like, holy shit. Like I didn't even know Curtis Samuel was doing anything this year and Nick started him and it was a good start. Really um, good smart, good start. Yeah. Yeah. Um, besides that, yeah, Lamar's having a disappointing year. It sucks. I, I still think he got talent here. Um, yeah, even though it, and now Chubb's going to come back and Hunt. Hunt had a pretty disappointing, honestly, he had an eight point game against Pittsburgh, which is tough. And then against Las Vegas, only nine last week. Like, I think he had a little bit of a disappointing run without Chubb here. Um, I think you definitely want to go without that nine point and eight point game if you were a Hunt owner. So that kind of sucked. But maybe, maybe Hunt needs Chubb. Maybe, maybe they need each other. Um, that's that's what Nick's going to be hoping here. And yeah, Tyler Lockett putting up a dud. Yeah, that sucks. He just flips a coin, apparently. Um, I, yeah, I have more does. faith in Met. I would rather be a Metcalf owner than Lockett. So. The really weird thing about Chubb, or with the Hunt-Chubb relationship, is that Hunt, his carries didn't change that much with, with Chubb versus without him. Like, his usage was almost the same. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it really matters. Chubb, or Hunt's just a really nice flex play. Like he's still the RB seven on the season, yeah. Like as crazy as that is, um, despite having bad games without Chubb. So no, Hunt is definitely still a starter for uh, Nick, and I like his team. But yeah, I put Anthony at four. Uh, Chase Edmonds is excellent, oh, an yeah. excellent player. I think he's taking that job. I think I've told you that. Yeah, I think he's taking that job. And I agree. It's uh, yeah. I think the rest of the going end down for Drake the line. Here. Yeah, it's the end for Drake. And he'll get Kenny G back. He'll get Chubb back. And then he has three first-round picks next year. But that, that doesn't <laughs> apply to the power rankings. I just like to remind people. <laughs> yeah, if Anthony, if Anthony makes, doesn't make playoffs this year, I think he's going to be fine. I, I think he'll be fine with it. He'll be like, okay, I have three first-rounders. Like, and my team is still pretty stacked. I still think he has great players. He has the best fantasy player um, in Alpha Camaro. So, mm-hmm. yeah three first rounders is going to be real nice for him next year and finally start to get some like depth in places he needs it in his starting lineup. Definitely. Um, um where are we? Three? Um, yeah. Three's Chris. Uh, yeah. Sad week for him last week. And I think he's just, he needs Christian McCaffrey back. Mike Davis has finally started to show like at first Mike Davis was like, Oh, he doesn't, it doesn't even matter that McCaffrey's injured, but now it's it's really starting to set in. Like, you know, he scored 12, and they were like, oh, well, it was against Chicago. Like, maybe that was tough. Then he scored six, and you're like, okay, Christian McCaffrey probably wouldn't score six in this game. And then he scored nine against Atlanta, and you're like, yeah, if Christian McCaffrey was in, he probably would have scored 40. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're kind of just sitting here like, yeah, I, I want McCaffrey back now, which he is getting this week. I think he'll be super happy about that. Um, and yeah, once again, with Chris's team, you look at a starting lineup, you see a one from Deontay Johnson, a four from Justin Jefferson. And then you look at his bench and you see a lot of points there. And you're like, yeah, once again, what me and Michael are saying on this podcast is true. It's going to be damn hard for Chris to just, to choose the right players to start each week. It's just going to be so hard for him. Um, he's got so much talent and depth, but they're they're putting up duds sometimes and yeah it, this this 
week where he lost to Grant, it it showed because there's some players on his bench that definitely could have got him the win, put him over the edge. So to be fair, uh, Deontay Johnson got hurt very yes, early very in that true. game, so very that true. was unlucky. That was very unlucky. I've I've been there with somebody going out early with an injury. Um, and Justin Jefferson was coming off of a 37-point week, so I get that start. <laughs> honestly, the only start I questioned was Brandon Ayuk, and he got 19. So, I mean, what can you really say? Yeah. Um, not the wide receiver one in San Francisco, though. Um, clearly not. <laughs> we both know who that is. Um, it is we all obviously – uh, Richie James. LeBron James's brother. Richie, Richie. James. <laughs> Five nine. <laughs> Five foot nine out of middle Tennessee. Richie, Richie James. James. That's gonna be a, a huge waiver pickup this week. Oh Richie James. God. I can't wait to put all my money on Richie James, baby. Me too. All nine dollars of it. <laughs> oh boy. Richie James. Sorry, sorry, Ayuk owners. Sorry, Debo Samuel owners, but Richie it's James. Richie is here. Time. This is a full gum situation. There's no doubt about it. It is. Once he comes, there's no going back. Um anyway. Nope. Chris is getting CMC back. He's three for me as well. Um, that'll be huge for him. The only thing I question on his side is that he has not been starting David Montgomery. Um, which I think you should be starting David Montgomery. David Montgomery has been a very safe floor. He is getting consistently at least 10 points a week. If you throw a touchdown in there, you're getting closer to 20. That's pretty good. Um, He's the RB14 on the year. And I think you just start him unquestionable. Like, you just put him in over guys like Amari Cooper. He goes in every week. Um, Starting Jermichael Hasty this week instead of David Montgomery, that was a little questionable for me. Oh, yeah. That was questionable for me, too. I, we talked about it before this. I I mean, it's too late now. Hasty already played. But there was just no proof. Yeah, there was no proof that Hasty was going to do well in this game. The only – I could see it maybe because Dalvin Cook just popped off against Green Bay. So Chris was like, well, I'll put in Hasty. He seems like he seems like he might be the guy in San Francisco. But it's just so hard to tell, obviously. I, he got some volume. He got 12 carries, but he was only in for 40% of the snaps. And they were down very early, so it just didn't matter. Um, yeah, I I definitely probably wouldn't have started Hasty. There's just no proof that Hasty's good. So I agree there. It's a risky Cr- start. Uh, John, can we play a game real quick? Sure. I want us to play a game. Uh, Chris has four picks that are going to be in the top eleven next year. So, doing that. Wait, Let's pick four people on his bench that he's going to drop. Oh. Who is he going to drop of these picks for these picks? Let's oh, let's put God. Brandon Ayuk back in the lineup. So that's saying five people now. Five people that he's going to want to roster, um, assuming he drops Jalen Hurd and Josh Gordon. Five people he's going to want to roster, and he's um. going to have to drop five people. So let's go down in his bench. Who Who's he going to drop? Uh, okay. I'll give you one. DJ Dallas. We can probably agree on that. Yeah, probably DJ Dallas. Probably. Okay, so that's one. Probably Harrison Bryant. Okay, there's two. Probably. Who else you drop? Wait, is Schultz like the tight end? And... He's the starter. Oh my god. 
I still wouldn't Wait. want Schultz. It's not that good. No, okay. So Schultz and maybe Darnell Mooney. Yeah. There's four. Okay. Who who are you dropping next? You need one more. You're Preston not dropping Williams? Mike Davis. <laughs> Probably Preston Williams. Who it's, should be yeah. on a team? He's a, he's a young he's a young wide receiver in Miami, like he should be on a team, I think. He should absolutely be on a team. Like what are you dropping? Do you drop in Denzel Mims? Who's oh. a second round pick this year? Yeah, you drop in Chase Claypool. Those. You drop in Jared Cook. Who are you dropping? Ah, oh. Chris, trade your picks. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, trade your goddamn picks, please. You could. Just, I think. I think we could set up a blockbuster trade with Charlie here, maybe. With uh, Charlie has people you would actually want to trade for left. I don't know if Alex does anymore. Um, I've, tra- I've traded for a lot of Alex's valuable players. <laughs> I guess Alex says Mike Evans. Maybe it's maybe some Mike Evans action. Who's he gonna start Mike Evans over? Um, I can't. You gonna get start him over oh. McLaurin? Uh, reluctantly, I probably would start him over McLaurin, and then realize, oh, Tom Brady hates this man. <laughs> he hates him. And then I just I, I'm just, I just looked at that and I was like, I wanted your opinion. Like, yeah, yeah. If you're Chris, who are you dropping for these guys? Oh, yeah. Chris is hoping for that taxi squad. Oh, yeah. Chris is begging for a taxi squad, which... Chris really wants the taxi squad. Which the only response we got was Tom saying no. So I don't know if it's happening anymore. So no taxi squad. I mean, no no one responded with a yes. So only me and Michael want it. And Tom, I mean, I could see... I'm sure Chris wants it. (laughs) I could see Tom's point. I could see it being more fair when we do the league reset, I guess. Because maybe more teams have, like better assets to put on it right now i guess um yeah, or have built their true. teams like, around something for like example that. a team like chris who would have to drop <laughs> preston williams to keep one of his eight first round picks <laughs> like yeah. preston williams will be picked up and probably bid on fairly generously yeah uh yeah chris i think you should trade your first round picks um, i, I mean i'm just have... pointing this out i just yeah. thought it would be funny yeah well it is pretty funny <laughs> um, anyway, okay. We? Sorry, we two, we, two, two, two. we gave Chris some time. Um, yeah, two. I have myself, and I think you have me as well. I'm yes. assuming. Yeah. Herbert's heroes, uh, led by the rookie Justin Herbert, as well as the rookie Antonio Gibson, as well as the rookie J.K. Dobbins, and rookie Clyde Edwards-Alaire. The other guy, I'm not even talking about him. He's dead to me. Oh wow. <laughs> Dead to you, huh? Yeah. It's over. That, that, that kid in Indianapolis who played for Wisconsin, I'm not even saying his name. He's dead to me. Oh, boy. Jonathan Taylor. I'll say his name. Jonathan Taylor. What the hell? I'm pissed. I'm pissed at him, Michael, because I, my team seemingly by name is stacked in one of my other leagues, and I have him. But he is just he's, – he's, he's fine. It sucks. Last week he didn't do well. Apparently he was possibly a little banged up. Um, but I, I think the thing for me is whenever whenever there's the attention, like Jonathan Taylor looks good. He's consistent. He's maybe reminded me a little bit of David Montgomery. David Montgomery's not that flashy, but he's getting yards. He's getting Stop. Points. Please don't. I'm sorry. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> but um, whenever I see like um, Hines or 
Wilkins, the guy I just picked up, Wilkins. I couldn't remember his name. I, I like it's fun. <laughs> I'm watching no, TV. No, it's not. Stop. I'm watching TV and I'm like, wow, Wilkins looks good. I'm watching Hines catch a 40 yard pass. I'm like, Jesus. And Taylor's just like boring. Like, he'll get you the points. That's pretty much it so far. Taylor's like, I'll go get four and a half yards out of carry. Yeah, exactly. Never any more than like six, though. That would be way too much. That's way too much. Way too much. Yeah, I'm not liking this. 26 carries in week two for 100 yards. Looked great. I was like, finally, this guy's here. Like, it's this is the where he should be. And since then, 13 carries. 17 carries, that was good. 12, 12, 11. What yeah. are we doing? Where, where'd he go? Six catches in week one. Uh, yeah, I can't, uh, I can't begin to imagine how... <laughs> probably little value this man would have had if marlon mack was still here to be honest like they're barely Absolutely using him not. they're barely using him with wilkins and um hines alongside of him so on the other side of the coin though let's let's go positive here okay jk dobbins oh my <laughs> god i love watching this guy play football i've been yeah. waiting for this i'm just, i was so excited 15 carries 113 yards, seven and a half yards a carry against the best defense in the NFL. Ah, he's a start. He is starting for me. I don't care. He's coming in this week. He's taking the role of that other guy, that guy that was drafted 103. This is the real 101. He's here. (laughs) J.K. Dobbins is my team leader. RB1. Yeah. Well, yeah. Put him in. He looked good. I mean, it's fine. And the rest of your team had to be a little bit like CEH for a little disappointing against the Jets. That's not fun. They decided not to fun. throw this week. Um, wait, how'd Bell do? Did Bell even do that well? No, um, neither of them did anything. Yeah. Well, that just might have been a one-week thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it was. It yeah. was just the game script. For some reason against the Jets, they got up like 30, and they were like, no, we're still going to keep throwing it deep. Yeah, and they yeah. threw like a forty-yard bomb to Tyreek Hill, and I was well, like, "Wow, guys, way to cover the spread." I guess that's the thing is that's the thing is he you got Hill at least, but that does suck. Maybe I have seen a couple weeks here where it's like, well, either Ceh is going to pop off or Hill's going to pop off. So one of them is not doing as much as the other, which kind of sucks mm-hmm. for your starting lineup. But there are weeks where they both pop, and they're on a very offensively good team. Kittle got injured, but you got Gronk, um, so that's a good replacement. Kyle, or Keenan Allen's been doing great with Herbert. I think this is a great uh, duo you got going here. I was questioning it at first, and then I realized, yep, yeah, this is pretty damn good. Yeah, I, I just saw the target numbers that uh, Allen was getting when Herbert first started, like 10, 19, 11 in his first three games with uh, Justin Herbert, and that was I was like, yeah, I like that. that that's, that's looking good. Uh, I like it a lot, too, as a Mike Williams owner. I'm loving it. <laughs> it's been fantastic. Okay. I can't to see wait Mike for Williams. Mike Williams to start for you. I, uh, I would love to, I would love to start Mike Williams uh, way more than Daryl Henderson. I'll tell you that much. Well, then go ahead and start him. You're number one. You're the best team in the league. You can do it. True. True. I'm undefeated, but at this point I definitely want to keep my undefeated. Who are the chargers playing this week though? Las Vegas. Mm, Las Vegas. Yeah, DJ Moore has a tough matchup against Kansas City, so I could consider it. And DJ Moore didn't do anything against Atlanta. 
So DJ Moore is so frustrating. I have him in another league, and he's just so frustrating to own. He's my wide receiver one in another league, um, which is a 14-team 14, 14 league, so it's more understandable that he's wide receiver one, but it's awful that he's my wide receiver one. That's tough. Yeah. Uh, absolutely Julio tough. Julio Jones is here for you, which is good. Oh, yeah. Julio Jones had a very nice game. No touchdown, 137 yards. That's a Julio Jones game, but uh, obviously... Of no touchdown. No, of course not. No, no, he doesn't do that. Um, <laughs> but, of course, I was carried by... Um, Dalvin Cook this week absolutely carried by this man Giovanni Bernard did well too but Dalvin Cook 52.6 points like super close to beating Derrick Henry's record in our league for most points by a non-quarterback in one week Um, like I think less than a point away so yeah absolutely insane week I'm so sorry Nick (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty nice to have the running back two three and five on one roster jeez Yeah. yeah It is very oh, nice. God, that's insane. Yep. Uh, but not this week because you're going down. Oh, boy. And the tight end three. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. This, this needs to stop. And two top, two top ten quarterbacks. I don't know where Josh Allen is now. Oh, Josh Allen's a top five. Deshaun is Watson. Number seven. Seven. Two top tens. Pretty nice. All right, it's time for our weekly segment. We already did. What does Chris need to do with this bench? <laughs> Great segment. <laughs> Which I think we're going to keep bringing that one back. But <laughs> now it's time for our we, – we said how like four through eight in the power rankings were really difficult uh, to rank them. Now it's time to put them as buyers or sellers. Mm-hmm. So, And what they should do the rest of the season. John, is Tom Myring a buyer or a seller? Um, uh, I think Tom Myring, I think there should, I think Tom, based off his luck this year, should just start sell. Like, I think he should sell or just keep it the way it is. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's tough for me with Tom. I think Tom's got a, a lot of talented pieces. Maybe he does consider selling Michael Thomas. Um, maybe consider selling Zeke. I feel like you could possibly start buying and you could trade someone like Zeke who's not going to help you this year but will help someone else a lot in the future. If you really wanted to win this year, that might be a move you make. Because I still, even though Zeke's not valuable this year, I still think you I still think you would get a lot in a trade for him. I still think people would trade a buttload for him, especially teams who aren't competing this year. I mean, in Dynasty, what's Zeke? Is he, I mean, he's still a top five Dynasty yeah. running back. Probably no top doubt. five Dynasty player overall. No yeah. doubt. This year is going to be probably Zeke's worst year. But going forward, he's going to be insane. I mean, before his quarterbacks got injured, he was doing so well. So, yeah, Zeke, Zeke might be, might be a, a sell if you really want to compete this year. But if I'm going to be honest with you, Tom – uh, even if you sold Zeke, I don't know if you could get your team to the level of me, Chris, or Michael. So it might not be worth it. At least not this year. Um, yeah. Yep, I have Tom as a seller as well. Um, I don't think Zeke is the sell here. Um, yeah, I agree. In my opinion, I think if you're going to sell, you look at a guy like a Robbie Anderson. Because Robbie yeah. Anderson, I, I don't believe that's sustainable. Um, I think he will be somebody that's – probably not going to keep this kind of a role. So I think Robbie Anderson is definitely a sell. And then mm, 
I don't know, looking down his bench, I, I think you really need to hold on to DJ Chark. I don't think you sell DJ Chark because his value is at an all-time low right now. I think it will go back up once Jacksonville actually gets a quarterback. Um, so I, I think Robbie Anderson is the sell here. Maybe a guy like Noah Font, although I don't think he's reached his potential. And then I agree, Michael Thomas is another potential sell, only if you get the right price. I still think Tom's a seller. Yeah. Linda Quinn. Maybe, oh, and maybe ahead. you wait maybe you wait until Michael Thomas actually does something this year and then sell him. Definitely. And then people realize Oh, because he legit only has three total points this year. <laughs> right. So wait till he does something, because I know a lot of people in the league probably the only thing they know about Michael Thomas is they'll click on his name and be like, three points, this guy's awful. <laughs> um, so yeah, you should probably wait. Uh John, is Quinn a buyer or a seller this year? Um Huh. Quinn's a tough one. I think you could get away with buying here because I th- I I mean, we're confident most certain Eckler are coming back soon. Um I th- I think once they come back, I think Quinn could be a legitimate contender. Uh he, I think he just needs some a little bit more on his team in order to do so. I, I don't like starting Hollywood Brown at wide receiver too. I think trying to find a wide receiver would be nice. Try to buy a wide receiver. I'll go buy with Quinn. I like where you're at. Um, if I were Quinn, I'd look at Hollywood Brown, Corey Davis, and Justin Jackson. I think you need to sell them at where they're at because you can sell them pretty high right now. Even Hollywood Brown. I still think he has a lot of respect around the league because he's so young, he's exciting, um, and he's a boomer bust player. I think T. Higgins is Quinn's future. Oh, yeah. So I think T. Higgins is definitely going to be a very exciting play for Quinn going forward. Like, if I were to redo our rookie draft, there's probably not many receivers I'd take over T. Higgins. C.D. Lamb... Anybody else? Maybe Justin Jefferson. Maybe. Yeah, T. Higgins is going to be awesome. Uh, I really like him in Cincinnati, so I think that's a good play. I agree with you. If you can package Corey Davis and Justin Jackson, guys who will not have value once Eckler and Mostert come back for your lineup, if you can do that and go buy a big receiver to pair with Thielen, then I think you're a contender. So... In that sense, you uh, you kind of buy with those pieces. Yeah, I think that's good. I, I like that. Now, now I want to like draw up trades for Quinn. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting to think about. Yeah. What about Grant? Okay, Grant. I, I think Grant could, like I said earlier, I think he's definitely a potential playoff hopeful. His uh, his depth is not great. Um, so I, I would try to buy. Grant's just got some pieces here that could win him a matchup every week. Um, it's just one of those teams here. And at the end of that draft between Grant and Nick, we were like, Grant has no QB. He's done for. And now his quarterback is like most one of his most valuable pieces. So I think Grant at 4-4 four and four right now is looking good to possibly make playoffs. I say you buy, you try to, you try to find your way in here for sure. I agree. I think you have a close, a window that's going to close with Rodgers and Kelsey. And I think you need to use those two while you have them. Mm -hmm. So um, either you use them while you have them or you sell them while you have them. 
Those are kind of the two options here. Either yeah. you you go down the road of I sell Kelsey for a couple first round picks because the value Kelsey has at tight end one, like obvious tight end one, week in and week out, like is so big compared to the other tight ends. So you can sell him to a team like Chris, who really could use some help again with Mark Andrews playing the way he is, or you decide. I'm going to use some of my younger players like a Debo Samuel and I'm going to go out and buy a piece and I'll be a contender. So I could kind of go either way. If I were Grant, I would personally sell. I would sell Rodgers and I'd probably sell Kelsey very high, get as much as I can for them and uh, put together a really young and talented team. Yeah. Um, I agree there. That might be a decision Grant have to, might have to make here because he does have some very old, talented players. He's the trade expert, though, so he'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. We don't need to give him advice. <laughs> uh, Nick. Should Nick buy or sell? Uh, Nick. Hmm. I might be more on the sell side for Nick, honestly. Yes, John. Yes. <laughs> I, I might just be. I think Nick has like a little bit of a ragtag group here that could possibly make a a deep run in the playoffs with some lucky weeks with like, I think Lockett could just like pop off week 14, 15 and get him to the championship pretty easily. Um, but besides that, I'm not that impressed with this roster after, after that draft I mentioned earlier with Grant and, and Nick, like we, we all thought Nick had a way better roster. He had some better depth depth and Lamar Jackson was um, looking like the guy to own. Of course he ended up trading Russell Wilson, um, which if if he was going to trade a quarterback at this point of the season, I think he'd be trading Lamar Jackson and keeping Russell Wilson. So that kind of sucks. Um, so it, it's yeah, for me, it's it's sell time maybe for for Nick. Try to get some picks back. He already traded some of his picks away. So, so you sell and you kind of give up on the hope for a championship this year. I think so. I think Nick will make playoffs. But I don't know if he can. I think the, his only way, his only like win condition is that big week from Tyler Lockett and, and or a big week from Lamar because Lamar does have big weeks still, just not as often. All right. So I'm going down the line on the matchups he will have in the playoffs because I think he can make playoffs. Lamar's are fantastic. Cleveland, Jacksonville, Giants. Ooh. Those are excellent. Yeah, those are really good. However, you go down the line to Todd Gurley, who I think he needs to sell because his value is very high. But Todd Gurley, if you look at the the numbers are fool's gold. His last three games, 2.4 yards per carry, 2.7 yards per carry, 2.6 yards per carry. This is all on like 20 average of 20 rushing attempts. That's not good. He needs to sell high on Todd Gurley. His playoff matchups would be the Chargers, the Bucks, and the Chiefs. Those are very tough defenses as a running back. Uh, so I would sell Todd Gurley, package him with Curtis Samuel while you can catch lightning in a bottle, maybe Jarek McKinnon. Um, I'd sell those for either picks or you go get another piece and you try to win. I would choose the picks route or young talent. Yeah, I, I think... Those are all good sells, for sure. I think he's got some very sellable pieces here. 
um, which I always thought about, like, now thinking back to last year, Dante's team was, like, the definition of sell. Like, he, his team was just all players he should have sold, um, yeah. basically, besides Lamar. So, Todd Gurley is still in that sell category for me. Um, I agree with you. I, I think he's so touchdown heavy and dependent that, yeah, with with tougher matchups, he's just going to score nothing, basically, which sucks. Agreed. On to our last one, Anthony. I think this is a tough one at three and five, but uh, Anthony, is, should he be a buyer or a seller? Um, I will say this. The matchups he has remaining, Nick, Chris, you, Quinn, and Charlie. So at least two really <laughs> tough games in there. Oh, yikes. He does have tough games. He had a tough schedule this year. So Quinn, yeah, Quinn coming back with all his players. Nick, you, and Chris. Um, At three and five, he would not make playoffs today. Should okay. Anthony buy or sell? I'm half and half on Anthony. I think Anthony should be open to selling or buying if a good deal comes his way. I think he's got some players here that are very sellable, and he should sell. Um, I think Juju, you should sell. I think Leonard Fournette probably should sell. Um, I think there are a lot of players on his team that I think could sell for a decent amount here, um, that he, he could definitely sell away, um, who I don't think he should want to have on his roster going forward, to be honest. Um, there are just some players here that I'm like, yeah, it's time to sell those that like, it's just time to sell Juju. Maybe it's time to sell Leonard Fournette. I don't think Anthony should want to be keeping these people for his future teams. This is a hard one because if Anthony gets in the playoffs, he's as good as anybody, and he could definitely make a run for it. I want him to fight tooth and nail so he could contend, because I think it would be fun. Realistically and objectively, though, I think he should sell. Juju is a guy you sell. Fournette is a guy you sell. I think you could even get some little value by throwing in a guy like McKissick. Um and then you just wait for your team to get healthy again. You'll Possibly get even sell Galladay, honestly. Potentially Galladay in a contract year. That's the tough thing is Galladay might not get another contract in Detroit, so he could be anywhere, Yeah. which is scary. But sometimes that works out, like Stephon Diggs. And another guy that I'm scared it won't work out is Juju. But anyway, yep, I think Anthony, I think he should sell. In my personal opinion, Watch him go out and now win the championship. <laughs> I still think he has a chance. I think he could sell those pieces and still win a championship. Like, I don't think once Chubb's back, I especially don't think Fournette's a mainstay for him. I think he's got pieces that could start over Juju as well. So I think he could sell those players and still contend, to be honest. So Chase uh, Edmonds, though. Don't sell Chase Edmonds. Yeah, don't. Chase Edmonds, you're keeping. Kamara, obviously, keeping Mahomes, keeping. Like, you've got, you've got your. Mostly like, just core. Chase Edmonds, though. You've got just... some core people here that you're going to be keeping. I think you even keep Stefan Diggs. I think Diggs is going to be pretty oh, yeah. damn good going forward here, too. So, like, I think He's you got a, a big core. contract. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did. I think you got a nice core going here. I think it's just about figuring out those players who you thought were going to be mainstays, but it turns out they probably won't be. Yeah, they probably won't be. But, yeah, Chubb, maybe Galladay. Yeah, you, you've got your core. All right, that was buy or sell. All right. Week 9, John. We got uh, – we have a few juicy matchups. 
we'll save the game of the year for the end. But I think you know what I'm talking about here. Yep, of course. <laughs> so we'll start with uh, what probably would otherwise be the game of the week with Nick and Anthony. Huge matchup. Nick coming in five and three. Anthony three and five. Anthony needs a win. If he doesn't win this week, he's in big trouble. Trade deadlines next week. So this is really going to determine where Anthony's going to go rest of season. Who you got in this game? Um, uh, I do like Anthony. Um, okay. I think I think Juju's obviously got a very good match. Like the Steelers might just win like a hundred to nothing this week. Does anyone realize that against the Dallas Cowboys? Like it just might be a hundred nothing. Um, <laughs> I, I like Stefan Diggs or Seattle. Um, yeah, I, I like Anthony's matchups a little bit better. I think Anthony will pull this one off. I am a little worried about Chase Evans versus Miami only because I had the running back who was playing Miami last week and he didn't do anything um, because they were down. The Cardinals are going to have to do what both the 49ers and Rams didn't do, which is actually compete against the Miami Dolphins. And um, Miami Dolphins are pretty good. Yeah. Um, apparently everyone in the NFC West hates the Miami Dolphins. So <laughs> the Cardinals, if the Cardinals are going down early, like the Rams, like the 49ers did, then Chase Edmonds could have a very tough time here. But um, if not, like, I still think Miami Dolphins defense is definitely exposable if you're from the running back position. So it's just, if you go down, you can't use your running backs or else the time will run out. So the Rams couldn't use their running backs. So hopefully, um, hopefully the card. I don't think the. I I would hope Kyler Murray doesn't have as many turnovers as Jared Goff and the Rams did. So we'll see. But I, I like yeah, I see what you mean there. I I think Chase Edmonds is the reason I'm going with Anthony in this matchup. Uh, Todd Gurley gets Denver, which is a really difficult matchup for running backs. Um, so yeah, I think even though I think this will be a Tyler Lockett week, just because. He's still the wide receiver, too, in fantasy. <laughs> and, you know, he only got five last week, which means he's getting 60 this week. Uh-huh. So I'll go with a close one. Uh, Nick wins uh, 61 to 62. Or, I mean, <laughs> wow. Anthony, wins, Anthony wins 61 to 62. Sorry. <laughs> That's going to be a real with, close, low-scoring one. I like with it. Lockett getting 60. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Real bold predictions. I like it. Yeah. Um, what's next? What game do we want? Uh, let's go with you. You against Grant. Obviously, we have a little bit of an insight here. Grant got off to a good start with Rodgers and Jones doing okay. Uh, yeah. Who, who are you going with here? Um, I'm scared this week. Like, that start really scared me. And if he puts Antonio Brown in, that'll be um, a little bit more scary for me as well. Uh, but I also have really nice matchups is the issue for, for Grant here. Um, we got... Deshaun Watson facing Jacksonville. Derrick Henry, Chicago is a little bit tough. But you got Cook versus Detroit. Uh, A-Rob versus Tennessee. Um, J-Rob versus Houston as well. Uh, Yeah, it's – I think I might pull this one out even though Grant had a nice start just because my matchups are so damn good. All right, here we go. Upset time. Oh, Grant does man. it again. Two weeks in a row. The giant slayer. I'm going to trade him Gus Edwards <laughs> no. so he can start him against you. No, why would you do that? <laughs> and Yeah, no. Uh, Devontae Parker has a terrible matchup. 
But I, I'm going to pick him. I'm going to go with Grant. I, I want it. I really want David Johnson to just go off. This is his week. This is his time. He pretty much did it against Jacksonville last time without scoring. This time he gets three touchdowns and you lose. Wow. I, I, I hate it. I, I mean, the start is very fantastic for Grant. So it's within reach. That's the perfect start for you. You're like, hell yeah. Would have been a go better Grant. if Jones scored Antonio 20, Brown but... comes in. Yes, Antonio An- Brown comes in. Antonio Brown is going to destroy me. <laughs> <laughs> it's meant to be. Um, All right, let's go with myself versus Quinn. All right, we got some league history for this one. Excellent. Um, Michael leads the series overall 2-1, to one, um, but Michael did not has not won the most recent matchup between the two. Michael won in 2018 twice. Uh, the first one, he won 143-86 to 86 in Week 8 in 2018. And it was a real team effort for Michael. Um, Tariq Cohen did really well for him. Adrian Peterson was his leading scorer. Uh, and then Quinn um, obviously only scored 86 points, but his third highest scorer was none other than Alex Collins. I don't even know who that is. Oh, was my his gosh, Alex scorer. Collins. He was like a fourth-round pick in our, in our startup draft. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, he was supposed to be the Baltimore running back. Oh shit. <laughs> I literally don't know who it is. He's on the but... Seahawks practice squad now. Holy shit. Well, it was his third Alex highest score Collins. that week, Alex Collins. Um and then they faced off in the first ever toilet bowl. Um and they it lived up to the hype as they both <laughs> scored very low amounts of points. Michael scored eighty four and Quinn scored sixty. Um, and uh, Michael mainly won with great efforts from Devonta Adams and Chris Carson. But um, Michael's sworn enemy, Peyton Barber, almost beat him. He had 18 carries for 85 yards and a touchdown, which Peyton oh, Barber doesn't no. do. That guy doesn't Peyton do it. Peyton Barber. Uh, and then last year, the one game that Quinn won, he won 117 to 101. And this was a week that Aaron Rodgers scored 58 points for Michael. And I believe that is currently the highest scoring week ever. I'm not sure. Um, League record. Yep. I think it is the league record still, 58 points from one player. But the rest of Michael's team did nothing. (laughs) Literally did nothing. Um, they, They just... Shot the bed. Quinn ended up winning. Stafford didn't do too shabby either. He scored 38. Marvin Jones had 38 for Quinn. Philip Dorsett had a had some yards and a touchdown. Um, so that, that that loss does sting for for Michael, and he's going to be hoping to get him back here this year. And it's a good start. Devontae Adams 28 points. So Quinn and I have had a bit of a rivalry. It's uh, it's been tough. Quinn kept me out of a bye last year. Uh, because of that loss, despite Aaron Rodgers' best effort. Um, yeah, it's. I think Quinn will throw in Tony Pollard, which will make this percentage where it's at right now look pretty foolish. But this is a lot of revenge game, especially if Chris Carson would have played. Uh, Chris Carson was on my team for the first two years. I, I love Chris Carson. He was a great player for me. I was sad to see him go, but I gave him for George Kittle. Uh, I regret that. I do. But. <laughs> Yeah, so now Chris Carson is out, which I think is going to be the difference, so I will take myself in this matchup. Yeah, if Chris Carson was in, I would consider an upset here, but Tony Pollard, it's it's nice to have him, but we're we're still we still gotta remember what Zeke's been doing this year. It's 
I doubt anything will change. Tony Pollard does. He's good. And he's stuck behind Zeke. But yeah, I can't see anyone on offense doing anything for. I can't predict Dallas offensive players to do anything. If Chris Carson was in, though, man, this would have been a close one. I'm, I'm going to go Michael, though. Michael pulls up. Yep. All right. On to Chris and Tom. What is our league history for this one, John? Chris leads the series 3-1 overall. Um, Tom has not won since week two in 2018. That was his only win in this. He won 134 to 123. Tom had DeAndre Hopkins and Kenyon Drake combined to beat Chris's um, good efforts from some nice efforts from uh, Mr. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. But, um, yeah, he ended up not. Not pulling it out there. And then they played once again in 2018 in week 11. But Chris won this time around by four points, 120 to 116. Um, and Chris had a good team effort overall. He had a great week from Breeze. Robert Woods had a great week. And Marlon Mack had a great week. Um, and I just wanted to point out Tom was starting Ricky Seals-Jones at tight end this week. Which <laughs> I do remember in 2018 when he looked good for a couple weeks. So I imagine that was when he started him. Um, but he did do nothing that week. He scored one. Uh, (laughs) made the difference yeah Um, 2019 week number one Chris destroyed Tom scored 197 that's got to be one of the maybe the second highest score ever second highest yeah Um, yeah Uh, Eckler had 40 Marlon Mack had 29 McCaffrey had 39 David Johnson had 24 yeah everything was clicking for Chris this week Um, Tom had a nice week from Hopkins though who's now on Chris's team. Um, 2019 week 10, Chris won 131 to 75, of course. Oof, tanking. Yeah, nothing really to talk about with league history and and last year with Tom, basically. Um, he was tanking, obviously. Okay. Um, then there's this year. Uh, Chris is currently projected to win. This, I think, would definitely be on the upset alert except Ezekiel Elliott is now out and Michael Thomas is questionable. Um, in addition to that, Miles Gaskin is out for Tom, which does not help. So for those reasons, I have to go with Chris here. I think he will come back in a rage. His team will respond, especially with DeAndre Hopkins and Christian McCaffrey both being back this week. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, the hasty is not a good start for Chris, but I, st- yeah, I think he's still going to do well here with these injuries for Tom. It's going to be very hard to win without, without, uh, Elliot or Gaskin. Gaskin, I think is more of a loss for Tom here because Zeke has not been producing lately. Tom will gladly accept Michael Thomas to come back though. I'm just not sure how Michael Thomas will look. We've only seen him once this year and he didn't do great. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll I'm see a little worried about that as well. I mean, he yeah we'll see if he plays hopefully he pops and that'll be good for tom but he's got a lot of guys questionable as well like calvin ridley might not even play which oof that would be tough too yeah that's definitely that definitely uh hurt his chances even more philip Lindsay questionable as well so might have to throw in the double tight end set which yeah. I love going to the jumbo package, but <laughs> but it's it's rough, especially with Johnny not doing as well as he used to. It is. Might have to go triple tight end. Oh boy, Some of these guys are out. Yeah, honestly, Hawk, Johnny, Fant, the big three, the big three. Maybe throw uh, Fursker in there instead of Johnny. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be insane. <laughs> like quad tight end. Now you can't even start four tight ends. I think yeah. you can only start three. I'll, right? I'll add the extra roster spot if we want. We want the four <laughs> tight end set. <laughs> I like the four tight end set. All right. Game of the year. Potential toilet bowl preview between Charlie and Alex. Uh, this game is currently projected to be decided by one hundredth of a point. Holy shit, it legit is. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> this could be the closest game. I think this is the closest projection we've ever had. Yeah, literally point point oh one. <laughs> what the hell? Oh my god, yeah. This is gonna be Oh, this is going to be not a great start for Charlie, but, you know, when you're facing Jack Doyle in the other tight end spot, you're not. it's not a big deal if you only score one, honestly. Uh, Jack Doyle could definitely put up a one-two. Who knows? But he has been scoring touchdowns lately. Definitely could. Um, I, I've already given my pick on this game. I'm thinking Adrian Peterson will – he's going to find his way into the end zone to carry Alex through this. Uh, probably at about 2.6 yards per carry with 15 attempts and a touchdown. So Adrian Peterson will score, giving Alex a chance. Josh Kelly's going to score. Marvin Jones is going to score twice. And uh, Mike Evans is going to score. I legit, so, I, I really think that it's going to be the Mike Evans-Godwin matchup's going to be interesting. But I legit oh, think this... crazy. I honestly think this is going to be a true toilet bowl matchup. I think they will both score like um, around 60 points, to be honest. I, I I see a lot of these players on both of the, both of these teams not doing well this week. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I I have a feeling Chris Godwin's Mike Mike Evans just might might be pushed aside for Antonio Brown immediately. Antonio Brown just might just pop immediately. Gronk will get a touchdown, but I don't know if Mike Mike Evans or Godwin. I don't know if Tom has any has any more room for touchdowns for these guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's gonna be. I think this matchup's gonna be super fun. I'm gonna go, Alex, and I'm gonna, mainly just gonna yes. do. I'm yes. gonna do it because of Marvin Jones. I think Marvin Jones did really well with Galladay out last week. I think he'll do really well again um, against an easier defense in the secondary. So I I don't see any reason why Marvin Jones won't catch a couple more touchdowns this week. Exactly. Last week, three catches, 39 yards, but two touchdowns. <laughs> this week, we're going four catches, 16 yards, four touchdowns. Wow, four touchdowns. That's For Marvin Jones. That's yeah, and the other touchdown goes to Adrian Peterson as the yes. Lions lose 35 to 38. <laughs> it's going to be a great game. Uh, Detroit, Minnesota, that's always the score of Detroit, Minnesota. Thirty-five, thirty-eight every time and it's the last time. second field goal it's a last second field goal every time it's gonna be huge yep <laughs> oh man that was uh that's it yeah that is week nine man this is gonna be a fun week i'm excited i think there's a couple potential upsets with you know you know myself as well as tom and grant this is i think this is gonna be a competitive week closer than the last few weeks have been yeah i'm excited Excited to see uh, what everyone does this week. I I have a feeling I might be in one after this week, Michael. It's it's a feeling the Giant Slayer's here. Grant's here. The Giant Slayer. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Sorry this one was so late. Uh, good luck to everyone.